0: okay y'all ready yes sir welcome everybody to the very spooky edition of antibuddy's podcast I know when this episode actually comes out it will no longer be spooky season but uh, as of time of recording it still is so uh happy Halloween Yup, yup. Uh Hollow Weeb. Oh, that was that was great. That was great. Uh, Thank you, Matt. Thank you guys. And speaking of, I will be your host tonight. I am the King of Castle, aka Tristan, and I am joined by my very good buddies, Frank and Puffs, aka Cream Puff Coon, aka Alex. And the other buddy we've got joining us is going to be our boy, Matty Spice, a.k.a. The Matster, a.k.a. My boy, Matt. Hey, yo. And before we uh, before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to water for always being there for me, keeping me hydrated in times of immense sweat. And uh yeah, so did you boys have any trouble sneaking out tonight to uh, join me here in the streets?
1: No, I've gotten really good at it. My parents, it's almost like they're not even home. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can really just walk out the front
2: door anytime and it's all gravy. I'm glad. I'm glad we had
0: no issues. No, no running into the cops on the streets. No, oh, getting, gosh, no. no getting in trouble for being out past curfew. Ooh, cops in this climate. <laughs> <laughs> this week's yeah. episode is going to be the call of the night. Uh, it was recommended by by me and uh, it's it's a vibe. It, it's just it's a straight vibe. It is uh, indeed. I was uh, I was looking at the studio and it's uh, it's Linden Linden Films. Yes. And, uh, yes, was, yes. Yes. I was looking through, and it's like, okay, okay, we got magical senpai. I recognize that one. Uh,
2: no, we don't. We don't talk about that one. Yes, nah, we do. No, 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 it's no. The, no. It's one. the big one. That's the bad one. That's the bad That's berserk. This that. It's weird that it goes koi to oso, which was a very bad romance with the OP being too good for that fucking show arsalan sankey which i'm surprised matt has not picked because i hear it it just gives better grand crest vibes <laughs> weird this weird does not load image and then something juliet with schoolgirls on the cover what is this yeah it's a, it's a romance it's a romance one of them has a cat
1: ear tiara and it's kind of cute We've, uh, we've actually talked about them before here on the podcast for uh, Tokyo Revengers. Yep, I was but, about to get uh, to that one. Yeah, the, the one I actually know them from, which is the re- weirdest part, is uh, Killing Bites. It's got cat <laughs>
2: <laughs> I also know Killing Bites and Magical Senpai. I like, I like that I know this whole left side. Seriously, though, have y'all, have y'all listened to the Koi Otsu Art,
1: Love and Lies, OP? I have not. Is it, is it kind of like jazzy and boppy like this one is? I don't know if I'd call this one jazzy. It's, it's about the same tier as this one. I don't know. Mm. That's a pretty tall order. Yeah, I was going to say, this was almost on odd taxi levels for me. It's one of those OPs that I unironically will dance to in my kitchen like an idiot. Oh yeah, this
0: go. is this is this is one of those ones where every now and then I would I would play it on uh, play it on Spotify just to just to get the vibe because it, it's such a banger. That's fair. I and actually really want to check out the group. Like honestly, not even just the opening, but the ending as well. Mm. Also,
2: just a straight banger. Same group, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I think I might just... Yeah, Creepy Nuts, yep. Yeah. I, I actually meant to listen to some of their albums earlier. Yeah, I haven't, uh, haven't checked out any of their work, but
0: uh, I, I would not be surprised that if I looked into them, they would have some other
1: real good shit. But why yeah. are they... <laughs> so like lyrically, the ED is a little weird for me, Um, but in terms of listening to it, and not reading the uh, the subtitles, I I think it's probably in my top ten of EDS, as far as anything we've covered over antibodies. It's
2: uh, it's good. It's no ping pong or Rocka
1: Shinju or Jojos, but it's pretty good. You know, it's also no Jujutsu Kaisen, but um, <laughs> yeah, a, good ED's a good ED is a good ED. Hot damn, damn! uh,
2: Oh, I was just gonna say, creepy nuts. Visually, like the group looks like
1: just the Asian Twenty One Pilots. Just like. (laughs) (laughs) When were they formed? Do you think they inspired Twenty One Pilots, or were they inspired by Twenty One Pilots? I think they have surpassed Twenty One Pilots. Oh, yeah. I suppose also, tell me if that joke today. was
2: racially insensitive. I don't know if it was, but that's just what they look like.
1: Uh, I mean, look, looking at them, uh, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, if you yeah. throw like a red ski mask on one of them, it's basically there. I see. I I haven't looked up what 21 pilots
2: look like in forever. They still look the same? Is it still just two white dudes that would ask you for a cigarette? Yep. <laughs> So, yeah,
1: you know, Oh, that one hits close to home because we hired a new kid at work and within his first two days, he asked if he could bomb a cigarette off me.
0: <laughs> hey, man, it's his first two days. He hasn't collected that first paycheck
2: yet to buy his own, you know, uh, you got to You got to yeah. give him the pity. You got to give him the pity smoke.
1: Well, like, yeah, but I don't know if he's old enough to smoke now that the age is 21. Uh yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Which I think the age for everything should be twenty
2: one. I think that's a good age.
1: I'm uh I'm all for like, you know, fighting battles small battles against the government where you can in your daily life, but I also don't want to be like the guy enabling a minor with nicotine.
2: Awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Nicotine's too addictive. Marijuana, we can yeah. talk. Well, well I I might it's like loose it. leaf tobacco, I'll give I you a whole
1: pound bag that. of it if you it. But d- I didn't say it. But that. the cigarette itself is a little either. more toxic. Yeah. Point is,
2: don't give kids drugs.
1: Yeah, drugs are bad. Okay. Okay, Mr. Mackey.
0: Um. <laughs> uh, so I guess before. My recommendation, had either of y'all had any prior experiences with the show, uh, did y'all watch it when it came out and the season that it did, or uh,
1: read the manga per chance? Going um, to give go first, Matt? Yeah, mine's, mine's super quick, super easy. I, uh, for the most part, just kind of can't be bothered with vampires, so I had almost no interest in it until you started pitching it, and it, it grew on me real, real quick. That's fair. Uh, That's I, fair. I, on the other hand,
2: have a uh, avid interest in vampires, so I, uh, I of course checked out the first episode whenever it dropped, and I loved it. And Then I remember Tristan was coming onto the podcast, and I figured he'd probably pick this show because he's got good taste. And yeah, you picked the show? Uh, uh, I don't know
0: about about having good taste, but I did pick the show. I did pick the show. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not I'm not a big vampire person, so uh, I was definitely a little iffy. But uh, I think before the show actually came out, I saw the uh, the trailer for it on YouTube, and uh, I was just like, "Yo, the the animation on this looks
1: crisp." And uh, yeah, for something with so little like action, it was uh, it was really well done. Oh, it was yeah. A night sky? Night sky has never looked so beautiful. Mm. And like they, city lights? I normally hate artificial lighting. Like the town I live in is a dark sky community and it gets almost pitch black out here at night, and I love that. But they found a way a like to make city life beautiful to me in an almost like nostalgic way.
0: I would say they definitely captured the essence of nighttime feeling magical. Mm hmm. Uh, I, I used to work overnights at a hotel, uh, when I lived in Austin. And so, uh, my, my waking hours would be 9 PM to about 11 AM to noon, depending on when I actually got to bed and, uh, being out in the city during those hours and, uh, especially, uh, Oh, Oh, here, give me one second. Dogs. But, uh, yeah, being out in the big city, uh, you know, 3, 4 a.m., where no one else is really around, uh, getting to take in the city and all of its quiet, uh, as opposed to being in the middle of the daytime and all the the hustle and bustle of city life, it, it was a very interesting experience. And I feel like this show really captured that feeling of being in a big city at night. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, cause it really does feel like a different world. I would imagine, uh, probably it's like, especially surreal in a place like Austin where, you know, like the, the locals take pride in their weirdness almost. Oh, trust me. We, we still had the weirdness, uh, you know, because the
0: only people that you interacted with during those hours fit that to a T.
1: Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> um, I was out there for a lacrosse tournament for like three, four days over a summer break once. And, uh, you know, it's like sixth street, you know, that's, that's like the, I guess that's like the well-known place or whatever, where the nightlife happens. Oh yeah. And there's a bunch of crazies there and I expected it kind of, but I would imagine, you know, just walking down a dark street at night. It's, it's different when it's like an isolated incident like that or like almost in a more intimate setting where there's not hundreds of people around that are also being crazy or wild. Yeah,
0: it it was one of those things where a big part of my job was stopping homeless people from uh, loitering around the hotel because we were open 24 hours. Mm. Uh, So a lot of the interactions with people that were not staffed was homeless population and uh You know if it's in the middle of the daytime and you're you got places to go people to see you know they try and talk to you and you just you just brush them off but when you've got nothing to do and you sit there and you actually listen to some of them uh you know kind of get to know them a little bit uh some of them you know you feel kind of bad for and then some of them you're just like okay bro i i really need you to stop talking to me now and i i need you to keep keep walking because uh this is this is on a level that uh, I, I don't want to deal with right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I imagine you probably get plenty of like, I guess repeat offenders is a way to look at it. Just because you know they are they are locals. They while they yeah, are homeless, yes. they live there or nearby.
0: Yes and no. Uh, I would say we had far fewer regulars than hmm. random ones. But the thing is, is the regulars were just very iconic in their own way. Right. Uh, There's, there was one guy where uh, every time he'd come by, I'd sit there, I'd talk to him. I'd give him a cigarette. We'd smoke a cigarette and talk. And, uh, you know, he wasn't necessarily a bad guy. And then uh, when we would finish, he'd be like, Hey man, can I have some money? And I was like, look, dude, uh, I don't carry cash on me because I work these hours of the night. Uh, it's just yeah. not something I feel comfortable doing. Sorry, bro. I, I don't have any money, and he'd just be like, "Man, fuck you. You're just like everybody. Fuck it, else I fucking hate you." And he'd storm off. I'd see him like two months later. He'd be like, "Hey, man, what's up? How you doing?" Uh, be like, "Yo, yeah. how are you?" We'd uh, sit yeah. there, smoke cigarette, be talking. He'd be like, "Hey, man, can I have some money?" I'd be like, "Hey, I told you last time. I don't carry any money on me because, uh, yeah." And then he'd get real mad again and cuss me out and storm off and uh i'd see him every two or three months
1: and that's how it went every single time i saw him (laughs) (laughs) almost set your watch to it if he was around uh well you know it was coming yep it was uh it was interesting
2: (laughs) why didn't you ever just like carry some monopoly money
0: Uh, Well, at one point, uh, I started carrying around uh, granola bars because somebody left like a hundred of them in one of the rooms and nobody wanted to throw them away. And I was like, you know what? I'll start giving it to the homeless people whenever they uh, they ask me for money. I'll be like, sorry, bro, I don't have any money, but I can give you like some food and a bottle of water. And uh, the first guy that I ran into when he asked me that question, I was like, yeah, sure. And so I went, grabbed some granola bars, grabbed a bottle of water and I came out and I gave it to him. And he looked at me and he goes, are you fucking joking? And I was like, "Uh, I'm sorry, what? He's like, let me just tell you something. Do you like granola bars? And I was like, not not particularly. He goes, homeless people don't fucking like granola bars. You know what happens when people give us granola bars? We fucking just throw that shit at each other. And I was just like, okay, bro, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. (laughs) (laughs) What? I fucking love granola bars. What is he on? Hey man, apparently, uh, apparently that's one of those things they get all the time. Because uh, I guess people don't like them that much, and uh, apparently the homeless people don't like them that much either. I <laughs> aren't buying the right granola bars. I guess not. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, the the show. I watched the trailer for it. I felt like it really captured that that nightlife feel, and uh, so I actually watched the the show. Uh, I think for like the first two or three episodes as it was coming out weekly. And then uh, I ended up just being like, nah, I can't wait any longer. And I just read through all of the manga that was out at that
1: point. And uh, I don't know if I could have done this weekly, like taking a break between each episode might've, might've been rough on me. Uh, I watched the first like nine episodes in one sitting and then finished it like two days later. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, just got some real flow to it. It, it really it's a good does. Time.
0: Um, so I guess for those that don't know, premise of the show is a uh, uh, middle school boy gets tired of his his school life, kind of quit seeing a point in it, and uh, decides that he's gonna start skipping school and and go out at night and just go for some night walks, and then uh, he ends up running into. A vampire who he quickly befriends and then they start spending the nights together and he sets his mind on I want to become a vampire and uh, the whole catch is is uh, the only way that you can be turned into a vampire is if you fall in love with the vampire that sucks your blood and uh, me being a sucker for them uh, them kind of slice-of-life slow burn romances I was like okay this this has piqued my interest and then just the whole vibe of the setting, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is definitely piqued my interest. Um, I guess before I go on any tangents, were there any moments for you boys that uh, or for y'all or for y'all that uh, that really stood out?
1: Yeah, how they like really kicked it off with him basically being a romantic. Um I I guess I I don't even know how you would necessarily classify Yamori-kun but he's he's somewhere in the neighborhood of asexual where he definitely feels like physical attraction but you know everything else around it I guess is very ambiguous um so I thought that was a really interesting place to start before you know we even knew much of anything about the character um and I mean it was a defining characteristic as a theme that kept coming up throughout the anime uh so that was really really interesting to me
0: Um it's one of the reasons why I really clung to the show is uh It made me feel very nostalgic because uh, when uh, when I was that age, uh, I was I was pretty much the same way. Uh, I don't think I got my first real crush until I was like a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the longest time, I kind of thought, you know, maybe there was something wrong with me because like I just don't understand. These feelings that that people have and that they show each other like it was just very foreign to me. And uh, and then in high school, I actually did start sneaking out at night just so I could walk around the neighborhood because I couldn't sleep. And uh, so just like those two factors in of itself and then seeing the show, it just really took me back to a time of my life that was. A lot simpler, but also a lot more complex than it is now. And uh, just kind of having some of those memories swell up. uh, It was just, it was interesting. And I was like, man, I really wish this show came out like 10 years ago so I could see it when I was in high school and doing the same shit because I probably would have eaten it up
2: just as fast. (laughs) I, I didn't feel as nostalgic. Or, like, the stuff, like, I I like how it really did portray that, like, for, like, a 13-year-old kid, like, life may be, quote-unquote, like, easier, but there's, like, a lot of, a lot of, like, emotional and mental changes that you're, like, going through at this time, like, not only, like, with yourself, but also with, like, the material you were learning in school, uh, the responsibilities, Parents are or aren't there in some cases. Um, so, you know, I've, I thought that it did a really good job of like really portraying that and like keeping that like really grounded uh, in reality with the, the state of the main character.
1: Yeah, especially um, kind of if the way you look at it, you know, the way or the amount that you yourself are changing if you extrapolate that and apply it to everybody around you as well, I like just, it seems really, really daunting to kind of juggle all of those different relationships with, you know, a bunch of different people who are just that becoming different people, like moment to moment, day to day. Um, that whole bit about, I guess, when can you really call someone a friend? And can you still call someone a friend if you haven't seen them in a while? Um, especially at that period of time, or I guess that point in someone's life, when there's so much influx. Um, almost nothing is certain, I suppose.
2: But everything feels so certain at the same time at that age, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. like, this is what's happening to me now so is this going to be my life forever and then you know 10 years later you're halfway across the country
0: <laughs> yeah
1: right and uh
0: the show really does capture that really well because uh even as time progresses for the characters uh you know especially towards the end of the series when when Nasna kind of opens up a little bit and uh she herself was like, honestly, like, I, I more or less lied to you the entire time because I wanted you to think that it was all glamorous and it was a lot of fun. But she was like, for the most part, it was really boring. And uh, until I met you. And so it kind of felt like she had that same sense of, you know, this is the way things are. This is the way things will always be. And then once she meets uh, our, our main character, uh.
2: uh Oh, man, I just blinked. Um. Koya, Uh. Yamori. Yeah. Yamori yeah.
0: Kokun. Um.
1: Kokunutsu?
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, he, he starts changing when she, when he meets her and vice versa. She also starts changing because of his influence. And, um it was really kind of cool to see that dynamic and the way it does kind of go both ways.
2: True. I, I also like that it, it showed that her mental state, though she's like, obviously like an adult now by, you know, years alive, but like, she's still also kind of trapped in like an adolescent mind state. And also yeah. if you're like meeting someone and you're even somewhat romantically interested in them, don't lie about yourself. Like either you're, they're going to be interested in you or they're not going to be, you don't need to like create a false persona or like show like fake things to like get them interested in you. Because then as shown in this show, uh, it, there will come a time where it is like misunderstood or, uh,
1: not the full truth is being shown which leads to issues it's true also uh, consider the following lying is bad
2: we can get into the philosophical debate if lying is (laughs) bad or not Um, lying is in that nice little gray area where it's always better to tell the
1: truth but occasionally lying is the better option lying is bad unless it's to kids as a joke because that shit's hilarious (laughs) there it is absolutely that is
2: is the funniest shit of all time
0: and then they just have warped perceptions for the rest of their life because they remember that one story they were told and now they just believe that is the truth for all eternity
1: yeah like that one neighbor's older brother who told you something when you were a kid and then 15-20 years later You say it out loud and everybody looks at you like you're an idiot. Oh, yeah, I've got a I've got a story like that. So uh, I think
0: we all have one of those. Yeah, I was uh, riding with my aunt and we were taking a car ride and we drove under an underpass and uh, somebody spit out their window on the overpass and it landed right on our windshield and uh, I was just like what the heck was that? She was like I guess a single raindrop like a real big fat raindrop just <laughs> fell out of the sky and I believed it for the longest time until I looked back on it years later and I was like bro somebody just like spit on us like that's all it was <laughs> God yeah the disrespect
2: oh. that person. <laughs> like no reason <laughs> hey
0: man you don't stand on overpasses and try and spit on the cars that drive underneath you
2: no, I don't think I've ever stood on an overpass in my
0: life.
1: Yeah, it's kind of dangerous. I don't, I don't I don't recommend it. <laughs> I mean, especially especially with the highways around like where you guys are. It's it's spicy. It's spicy. Um
0: I would say I'd say one of the moments in the show that uh I just I got a kick out of it mainly because I am also doing the same thing more or less at the moment is, uh, they're chilling at Nazimus house and they're playing a game and they're playing a dating sim. Yes. And, uh, I
1: was just like, yo, let's go playable books. Let's get it. Uh, (laughs) Unironically. That's one of my favorite things is like, I'll sit on the couch next to Eileen and just put a new game in front of her and have her go into it blind. Um, it's, especially weird when it comes to uh, like visual novels especially where they're <laughs> like branching pads and then I get to experience something new too based on what she does that's different from what I did. Um it's a trip. It's a trip. Um better than Twitch TV. Agree sound better than Twitch TV because you know why? It's fucking real. Yeah. There. It's real, it's yeah. candid and it's not a platform that Amazon has its fingers in. <laughs> yeah, it's not a platform riddled with
2: with not doing the thing that they said they're going to do, but then doing it sometimes, but not to the equal standard that they should be doing it.
1: Yeah,
2: and Which also can be no summarized as one stream. word. <laughs> I, I, okay, I mean, if they're going to make like a 18 plus, I'm okay with a hot tub stream
1: yeah, I think my concern I, is like, I, my, uh, my issue is when
2: it's minors being able to go onto these streams. Um,
1: that's, along uh, with like
2: o- other forms of things, which is an issue I do have with the show. I have a couple of things that stood, that stood out to me. I didn't know how spoiler you want to go into it, but I have like five things. Dude, fire away. Let's hear it. All right. So the first thing that this really bugged me, um, but the gigantic age gap of Nazuna and Yamamori Kun? Like, yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's literally thirteen. Um, and like, I get that. Like, she's like a petite a, adult, so she and she's never aging. And I'm
1: assuming was turned right around the time she started like puberty. Yeah, Um, I wouldn't say it's a physical compatibility issue. It's a maturity-slash-wisdom-slash-experience issue, which I feel we see from not only all the other vampires, but the detective as well. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll I'll agree. I feel like it would have made the show a little bit more comfortable I guess I don't really know the best way to put it but it it, it would have been better if he was like a high
1: schooler and yeah, uh, it seems like a lot of the adults are just predatory because he is 14 and yeah. not going to school exactly
2: yeah my that was my that was like my biggest issue but like that's just an anime bullshit thing that I was willing to like just look over yeah um, I mean there's really creepier out. shit in My Hero Academia than you know Yo, League of Legends exists in my hero, so I don't even want to know <laughs> how bad. That is.
1: You already know racism and sexism are like rampant on the internet in my hero because they have League.
2: I, it's rampant in society because of the quirks. Right? That's true. I bet there's but a whole like
1: <sighs> so report the option chats. in League chat. Yeah, there's a whole report option in League chat for being like Racist against like a mutant type quirk. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> probably, probably, and they'll just be like, mm, two day suspension, <laughs> at best. Two day chat ban. You can still play. Unless
2: you did, unless you did what I did, which I don't ever do. What I did, I, I went full tilt, and then I almost got got the account lost. <laughs> you, uh, you had a gamer moment. I had a huge gamer moment. It was it was bad. I think I told you the story.
0: Uh, like I, I I feel like you have, but I can't remember. <laughs> you don't All have right. to
2: out yourself on air, but yeah, no, we can we can save that yeah. for uh, off the record. Yeah, it was. I didn't say any gamer words, but okay. I was not. I was not a positive gaming influence, and I immediately felt bad. Doesn't make it better. I just feel awful, and I. If that person's listening to this somehow, I'm still very sorry. <laughs> Thank you, man. Food. Imagine
1: <laughs> they know you as Cream Puff Coon this entire time. They've been listening to the podcast, and they know it was you. See, no, it was on the. It was on my, not
2: my, dupe or or whatever. My new main account. It was. It was when I was Sergeant Cream Puff or Large Cream Puff.
1: Oh, okay. So. They didn't know it was cream puff coon, but it yeah, might many still cream be under puffs the radar. Yeah. <laughs> uh well I think they usually come in a batch of like twelve. So cream puffs are delicious and I really fucking want some.
2: Um we got some blackberries. I'm gonna stop before I get hungry. Alright, second thing that really stuck out to me. Um honestly it was just the OST along with a lot of the visual shots were just really good just consistently like they never like dropped um, hmm. I was really impressed by
0: I just enjoyed that the uh, the characters were dancing along with the music like I
2: was it uh, yeah, yeah. Um, they seem like, to have know, like, an... yeah go ahead like the, the music during like the flying shots and like just the variety of music. It was generally like they were giving you the music of like a modern city life. Cause like, you know, you can walk down like two different city blocks and it'd be completely different music, like a completely different vibe. And they did catch that. Um, with like the sounds like the musical sounds.
1: Yeah. I liked how in most episodes, I don't know if it was all of them as some of them were, pretty jam packed with the uh, story being progressed. Um, but for most of them, there was a, uh, like a little short interlude almost where you just get a couple like panels of just scenery in the city while they play the music over the top of it. And there's, you know, no character interaction, no dialogue or anything. It's just kind of like being in the moment. Yeah. I also like
2: that, uh, mangaka um did the right thing when doing vampires and gave them a society in which the vampires do have to live by instead of them just being like monsters that was a good move and then actually like giving each of them characters and like i think we got three out of the four got like a like a individual like character story arc to them um like at Individual episode time with uh, yeah yeah and yeah. Uh,
0: and I really liked that. Like you said, uh, it wasn't just vampires are the bad guys. It was like they are living by their own set of rules alongside humans. And okay. uh, out of out of the group that Nazuna is a part of, uh, and in the manga, you do actually get to sp- spend time with all of them. And learning about all of their different backstories is very interesting to me. And all of them really did feel like their own person that lived their own lifestyle. And yes. uh, it was something that I thought
2: was very well portrayed. Um, I also like that Nazana is not the best vampire and out of that we meet like as like a person and like how they handle stuff like Nazana's is like arguably a fairly shitty empire um as pointed out like she's a huge outlier and like even like her the like her decision making skills with uh with with yamori um and saw the meme. Uh, she very much is like a uh, Masado type, where she's uh, she's very selfish with her actions <laughs> instead of just being like fourth wit, like uh, with like the uh, the other four like more popular ones. Which brings me to the last thing that stuck out to me, because everything was fine and dandy. I was chilling. I was loving the show. I was like, hmm, you know, I think I might have to get this show a nine. It's really hitting all these buttons for me. And then we the one-on-one time with Hatsuka. And why the fuck is the only like, I guess, queer-ish vampire have to use mind control and then be perceived as creepy after hmm. because of it? That is so... Like, it's so bad. Like, why? Like, we... Like I, I already I mean, I'm already I'm already looking over the age gap. I can't look over like fear of the queers. I can't I can't do both. And it just it rubbed me the wrong way. But I still do like the show.
0: I do understand where you're coming from, but I will say that it was not necessarily mind control. Uh, It's
2: more mental abuse. Yeah. It's more <sighs> Which, like, we're already abusing the kid mentally with Nazuna. We gotta do it
1: twice. Yeah,
0: like, know? well, I, I think the,
1: the, point the level she takes the mental abuse, I think it's more emotional abuse at that point, where it's like I was out trying to find mm-hmm. someone else, just some rando teehee, when really, it's just because she was embarrassed about saying that she was looking for him. It's like, that's fucked up in a different way, a similar way, but to a much lesser degree than you know I'm going to more or less break you down and convince you that you're in love with me even though I'm awful to you well honestly I wouldn't even necessarily
0: say it was that kind of uh, that kind I would say it's more of a I know the things to do to basically fool
1: you and then Mm. once you are there more clinical, like, less sinister.
0: Yeah, Still. and then and then it's it's that that uh, it's that mommy mommy like you you want to submit to me like uh, you know it's like it, the type of people they attract is definitely the type of people that are like please just step on me just do it yeah please.
1: yeah we definitely got that vibe from the uh, the three I guess pets if that's what you want to call them that. Yeah. did Yamori Kun at the door.
2: I mean, yes, but it, it's still, it's still not like, like great. Like it's not like the worst offender, but it it just it was like a it was like a it was like getting sucker punched. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of an icky vibe to assign to the only, I guess, gender fluid character we have.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with gender non-conforming cuz the, yeah. the bio says says male they and do. you know he, he and he and he does pr- use male pronouns for himself. So
0: yeah, uh I I don't know if this is a spoiler or not cuz I can't remember if this was what would be that episode but uh in the manga they do take it like a little bit of a step further and uh when they are talking to yamori uh, there is only one chair in the living room yep and yamori sits in the chair whereas the underlings form a chair and they sit on the underlings while they talk to yamori and yamori we got that yeah and yamori was kind of like yo is is, is this okay and they're just like oh yeah no they they enjoy it like they will literally do anything that i tell them to do and it's it's not a uh it's not a mind control thing it's just those are the type of people that are like i i will do it like that's the only reason they've really stuck around is that is
1: that's the personality they were looking for and uh denji before he got Pochita put in. It. Yeah, you know, more or less. I'll yeah, give I, you. I guess.
2: A I mean, thousand yen that sick so long.
1: <laughs> um. Jokes on you. I didn't eat it, but I got your money. <laughs> Dude, moral victories, even if it's all you can get, are victories nonetheless, and oftentimes more rewarding.
0: Um but yeah now nah, i i get where you're coming from with that uh it, it definitely did kind of fall into that uh that bad trope
2: yeah yeah it's I, again I, it's, it's not it's not the worst but everything else was pretty good cuz you know the the ending does have bisexual bisexual non-binary lighting for Nazana and i was
1: like hmm. go off yeah uh, I, I do like that it kind of builds upon the earlier precedent of, I mean, one co-being a romantic and then two uh, him talking about how even as a young child, he was never quite sure how to like properly interact with Akira, who was apparently one of his best friends. So it's like, you know maybe if he's just so uncomfortable around girls and so natural around dudes swing for the fences homeboy i mean yeah, yeah
2: sometimes sometimes you don't know and other people do know
0: it's true it do be that way uh, i'll say that there were uh there were definitely a couple of quotes that that really stuck out to me in this uh in this show Uh especially like in the first episode uh when Nazuna is talking about why people don't sleep and why they go out at night and uh she hits him with that they aren't satisfied with how they spent the day. Mm. And uh I was like I was like
1: that's you're not wrong there. That's uh that's some truth spitting right there. Yeah, as someone who frequently falls asleep at like 8 or 9 o'clock and then wakes back up at like 2 o'clock, uh can confirm not satisfied with how my day was spent, so I wake up and do chores.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's productive. I I just waste my time.
2: Video games and watching anime at the same time.
1: Well, I'm only doing it because I wasted the time during the day. Uh, uh. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that there's, I'm used to
0: working all days at my current job. So it's like, I'll work all day, come home, yeah. spend like an hour and then I'm out. And then yeah, the next exactly. day I have the entire day off and I don't do anything for the entire day. And then I'm like, bro, I don't want to go to bed till like 3, 4 a.m. Like, I'm not tired.
1: Yeah. Like sometimes it's almost disgusting where like, I'll sit down, I'll make dinner, I'll eat like a third of the plate pass out on the couch and then wake back up and basically wolf down the rest of the plate like it's the first thing i've seen in months <laughs> um it's just like apparently can't even stay awake long enough to finish eating
2: i do be like that sometimes though
1: it's okay it's uh that's modern hey, capitalism your... for ya
2: got a hater
1: <laughs>
2: got a hater Um, but I also, I liked the, uh, I like the Akihitu episodes, actually, Mm. to be honest.
1: I actually kind of like Sari. Okay, I'm Uh, glad you said it, not me, because I wanted to say it. I kind of do. She's pretty great.
0: Yeah, uh, another one of the quotes I actually really enjoyed from the show uh, was said by Sari, and it was, uh, "I don't want romance to be a part of every interaction." And uh, yes. I think that really stuck out to me, especially for the way that the vampires live and the way that they kind of sustain themselves. It is—it's literally just always leading people on, looking for the next meal, looking for the next underling and she just kind of didn't want to keep doing that and she really exactly. did just want a friend and uh as as uh as guy's b he uh he misinterprets some of that friendship into being something more and uh X. yeah and it, it was kind of nice that she did end up i guess acknowledging his feelings even if they weren't fully reciprocated but it went from like I don't want to deal with it. I'd rather just kill him. Like it's not worth the effort to her being like I'm sorry that I made you feel this way. This isn't what I wanted to do. And she like didn't want to really like come to terms with the fact that it did go that way until Ko or Yamori and Nazna's uh intervention, I guess.
1: Um and I just I I thought that was very neat. Yeah. She's also got uh some really bad luck. There was one episode, uh specifically the one after Ko was kidnapped, where Nazuna just absolutely wrecked her twice. Once at the beginning and once at the end of the same episode. <laughs> uh it was uh it was pretty rad, not gonna lie.
0: Um and then I guess the only other quote that I really, uh, really enjoyed is, uh, when he was giving the massage to the lady and filling in for Nazana and he says, uh, going out at night felt like a private place for me. Uh, cause like I said, working at the hotel, uh, there'd be days where I didn't work and I would just kind of go downtown walk around and, uh. It, it really did feel like the city was a private place. Like, yeah, you'd run into a couple people on the street, but like no, no real interactions. It would basically just be you in your own world, doing your own thing, taking in the sights. And uh, I just I really enjoyed that, uh, that quote. And uh, did, uh, did either of y'all catch the uh, the Jimmy Neutron reference?
1: Yeah, he had a fucking brain blast. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) You didn't catch it? (laughs) Uh, Must have gone right over my peanut-shaped head. I think (laughs) think it was like, what was it, episode eight? Uh,
2: I got it written down as episode ten. Episode ten? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. (laughs) Man, what a time to be alive. it it
0: It was when they
1: were at the maid cafe and uh oh yep yep when he had the uh wait she's too good at taking selfies moment yep mm-hmm. uh, god that was such a good <laughs> bit too with nazina taking the selfie it's like is that my face <laughs> uh, and uh, uh yeah
0: yeah i also really liked that uh that vampire uh oh what was her name um uh, Oh no, not that one. Uh,
1: Midori. Yep. Kohaku Uh Oh yeah, the one with the cute little snaggle tooth. Yeah, and uh,
0: it's like she's like, who who do I know that can come in and fill in for a day or two? And she's sitting there trying to do her her cute maid persona, but Nazuno would make her break character in front of guests, and she would just be like. Okay, I need to calm down. Let's. I'm, I'm gonna take you to the back and, and talk to you because uh, obviously this ain't
2: this ain't working. Yeah, as a, uh, I would like to say that would only make her, on, only cuter to the guy.
1: <laughs> Hands down, I think my entire like my favorite moment in the entire show was. Uh, it must have been like episode eleven or twelve. I think. The beginning of the episode when uh is talking about how she's found fulfillment through working at the Vamp made cafe and then suddenly pivots and opens up the closet and she's like, also money is really cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. She does like her money,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well it gets me wondering like that swanky apartment that she has. Where would she get the money for it? You know, prior to the Vamp Maid Cafe when she discovered her love of work, I suppose.
0: I mean, you know, she talked about uh, being a professional cuddler and uh, she made her money that way.
1: Yeah, I guess from the
0: masseuse business. But it was probably literally just enough to like pay the bills. Yeah.
2: I just accidentally got a big spoiler for the show.
0: Food costs and stuff. I mean, food costs. She she just go around be be snacking on people, bro. What do you mean?
2: Don't don't talk to me about food costs right now, alright? <laughs> the inflation rates even with sales are still 250% on like a loaf of bread. It's fucking ridiculous.
1: Uh... I uh I propose we start baking our own
2: bread with raisins. I I'm, I'm look maybe not raisins. Maybe we'll just start off with a regular like whole wheat bread and build right, up well, to raisins. You're lost. I got the. I got to make them for sandwiches. You can have raisin bread
1: sandwiches. That doesn't sound like something I want. Put PB and J on it, and what are raisins other than pre Shit. mashed jelly? Okay, okay, but what if I want like <laughs> meat? Okay, I mean, yes, a peanut
2: butter and jelly on raisin bread would be good. What if I want like a meat, cheese, and like spinach sandwich
1: or something? Yeah, I couldn't justify raisins with like turkey and like. Swiss. Checkmate, liberals.
0: <laughs> hey, man, if you're baking your own bread, you only put raisins in half, and then you get half a
2: regular loaf, half Brilliant.
1: a raisin loaf. Brilliant.
2: Yeah. Best of both worlds.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Like Hannah Montana up in this bitch. Man, I'm so into the idea of bread making, and it just devastates me even more that that bread making anime sucked. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh... I was, I was putting together a whole list of like low, low, low rated anime that were about things I was interested in, hoping I could find one that was like a diamond in the rough. And I got burnt out after like getting through like halfway through three or four different really bad shows. (laughs) Was it, was it Yaki Tate Japan? Uh, I don't think it was that one. I, uh,
2: this one's got like a 7.92. That's pretty good. For I don't even about think bread. it's on
1: my list. Yeah, I don't even think it's on my list. Uh, I never oh, no, even got I, invested I just, enough I, to put it on battle. I just googled bread making anime <laughs> and that's what came up. Uh, uh, something about like a woman who I guess she lost like her memories and her emotions or whatever. And there were a bunch of cute character designs and she was working at a bakery learning how to make bread from them uh i thought it had promise like the same show no i thought it had promise it did not
2: (laughs) now this one's a shonen done by studio sunrise a
1: shonen about bread making sounds much better
2: yeah while countries such as france england and germany all have their own internationally celebrated bread, Japan simply does not have one that can match in reputation which is, as of this year 2022 and the year of our Lord Hestia uh, <laughs> is simply no longer true uh, thus after discovering the wonders of bread making at a young age Kazuma Azuma embarks on a quest to create Japan's Azuma, own unique Azuma. national bread uh, Kazuma Azuma It's in the beginning Frankie, and being Franklin blessed right there. Yeah. and being blessed with unusually warm hands that <laughs> allowed dough to ferment faster, Ozuma is able to bring his baking innovations to another oh, level.
1: This sounds as so he, much better. <laughs> as,
2: as he begins working at the prestigious Japanese bakery chain, Pan- Pantasia, Ozuma encounters other Pantasia.
1: talented painters. <laughs>
2: and experiences firsthand the competitive world of baking along with his newfound friends and rivals Azuma strives to create new and unparalleled bread that will start a baking revolution
1: man let's get this bread with Kazuma Azuma this is better than food wars the third plate
2: (laughs) sounds like just like wholesome food wars yo someone's got an afro what (laughs) I'll, it's just it's like join the Rock Johnson
1: but he's making bread <laughs> oh my god does he have a hairnet no he's got sunglasses <laughs> that's the best character right there way to go anime you've done it again hey oh okay god. so speaking of characters yeah speaking of anime
2: Yes. Favorites, yeah. Who, who, who be y'all's favorites? Are we doing favorite waifus or like favorite character in the show?
0: Uh, a difference? uh,
2: yes. I, I would just say let's go with favorite character of the show. Okay. All right. So no one needs to out themselves today. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. 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 Uh, cool. I
0: was gonna say cool. I, favorite character and waifu is the same for me. So like you know.
2: Oh, uh, okay. That's fine. That's uh, All right. There's, <laughs> there's a slight, there's a slight difference for myself, but my favorite character was uh, the detective Anko Um, U. I'm just gonna call her Anko I'm tripping yes. over my words t- today. Um, and I accidentally am getting just major spoilers after clicking on her character tab on my anime list. So don't do that. Hmm. Don't recommend it. Even through the show spoiler tabs, there's still some on, like, her, you know, real name and shit. Um, so, yeah, she was the best. I liked her introduction, and I like that she literally is so powerful, she switched the entire color palette. I don't know if y'all noticed, but we went from, like, bright neons and blues to whenever she was on, we got that nor- the noir feeling of more grays and blacks.
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely uh, got that feeling looking at her character design. I didn't really pay attention to the like scene around her though.
0: That yeah, was I was gonna say s- I didn't didn't pay attention, but now that you mention it, it's like yeah. Looking back on it,
1: yeah, yeah, like all the grays and tans, it kind of gives her like the appearance of being sort of washed out compared to how vibrant the other scenes were with Nazuna and everybody. It really helped her stand
2: out and totally
1: not make it seem like she's an
2: important plot element, considering she can kill vampires. Uh, just a
1: one-off character. Somehow, she won't be back for yeah, season two. I highly doubt it. your uh, well favorite characters? Uh, Go <laughs> ahead. Well, my favorite character slash favorite waifu was uh, actually, you're never going to believe this one. Nazuna. Bum bum. Nazuna's pretty good, not gonna lie. She's pretty up there. Yeah, it's, uh... There's just something, like, super familiar about having no shame at all when it comes to turning everything into a dirty joke. But then the second something is, like, real and emotional, it's, like, devastating. Can't physically work up the like brain power to talk about it, I just shut down and turn into like a sea cucumber.
0: Nasuna Damn. definitely up there for me. Um and like I said, I'm a little a little biased just because of uh actually, you know what? i I'm, I'm gonna change I'm gonna change it. I'm just gonna stick with what we've seen for the first season and uh I, I'm probably gonna have to go with Nasuna as well.
2: Hell yeah. That's fair. Hell yeah. Love to see it. I will say, I simply cannot pick a favorite waifu from this show, because they seemingly were all um, handpicked from my stupid little lizard brain. And each given a caricature.
1: So... Yeah, I was gonna say like Nazuna, purple hair and thigh highs feels like it's a it's a really easy sell for you. <laughs> yeah, but you got, uh, yeah, so you much, so much glasses.
2: You got nice but kind of dumb face childhood best friend. You have strong redhead woman in suit that will kick my ass. You have goth nurse that is actually very funny. You have cute short short hair playful snaggletooth wearing <laughs> an oversized sweater. You have femboy that is questionable but very cute. You have detective lady that smokes and would definitely step on my neck if I asked or just like asked her the wrong question like what am I to do here? Like what I have to just simply read this manga or wait for season 2? I have no <laughs> I, Amen. I am I am a simple creature.
0: I can I I'm can... In a bind. I can, I can start dropping some panels in the, uh, the anime section and, uh, or the manga section and, uh, maybe, maybe convince y'all to check
1: it out. Cause it's a, it's a good read. It's a good I read. Could, I could definitely be persuaded. I feel like Midori is, uh, one of those characters I could grow to love. Um, I'm, I'm too scared. I'm too
2: scared.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, she's a vampire. So like, what if she's actually like a bad person?
2: You know,
0: I don't, I don't think we've,
1: I don't think
2: we've met a tooth, bro.
0: Yeah. I don't think we've met any of the, uh, the bad vampires yet. And, uh, so there are bad vampires.
1: There are bad vampires. Yes. Aside from that one teacher who tried to suck Akira. That was pretty bad. He was actually a good teacher
2: uh, Uh, because he did not drink blood for 10 years. So he, so imagine 10 years, he was a good teacher. Uh, he's still a good team. Uh, imagine starving for 10 years you're not eating you're not drinking you're getting no sustenance but you're still conscious this whole time imagine like the hungriest you've ever been um that's, and then that's 10 years of your life then there's a tasty steak put right in front of you about power I mean it can't always be about drive. Yeah. But he did stay hungry. He, <laughs> he did not devour. devour. He attempted to devour. <laughs> he, but yeah.
1: He tried so hard. Got so but far. And the, in the <laughs> It barely even mattered. Yeah, that was a uh, it was really uncomfortable for me at first, but it really opened up the gates I think for Anko's character and you know, it was very necessary, I suppose, to show that side of vampirism because it's not mm-hmm. all uh, as Tyrion Lannister or Peter Dinklage would say—the uh, pretty white people riding off into the sunset. Yeah, as, uh, uh, it was presented to Yomori initially. Yeah, I was, was going to mention it and uh, and forgot,
0: but uh, I did really enjoy that episode because, like you said, it really does show the the opposite side. Because he's only been given the idealized version up until that point, And then yeah. he could see the other reality of what could happen. And, Especially uh, with
1: the conditions of it being you have to fall in love with the vampire. Being such a, I guess, an obscure thing where you couldn't definitively say before your blood is drank, I'm in love with this person. And they would have no way of knowing that you are in love with them short of you telling them. Uh, it just seems so easy for that situation to happen where someone becomes a vampire without knowing one anything about it or two you know how to deal with it I suppose so are you suggesting tooth condoms
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) no I'm talking
2: about the, the fake plastic
0: teeth you know just, just put those on. <laughs> yeah, the apps.
1: fake vampire teeth. They, you put them over the already existing fangs. Yeah,
2: that's fair. Uh, that that could work. Uh, I do. I do definitely think there was a, and they even stated there are tons of accidental vampires made.
1: Uh, yeah, it just seems like because it's not a clear cut thing like other, I guess pieces of vampire media have it proposed as like a form of venom almost or like an infection from the puncturing of the skin um where there's like the definitive curse. way that it is triggered every single time this is person to person different every single time um i i, I do like I,
2: I actually that's probably one of my favorite aspects of how they tackle vampirism in the show, because, like, just getting bit is kind of lame. It being, like, a curse is, like, whatever, you know, but, like, it being just, uh, you know, it being, like, a subconscious effort of it being, like, a relationship being built, whether it be through lies and deceit, Mm-hmm. As most are are through a more honest method, as we we saw with Akun, unintentionally, of course. No, uh, I, I find it interesting because it also it adds the dramatic element of like any time that uh, Yamori is fed on uh, within the manga, uh, he could he could turn at any moment because you know, like uh, Tristan brought up, when when can you say like, all right, I have fallen in love with with this person, you know.
1: Hmm.
2: It's like I don't know if y'all have ever done this, but I feel like I've probably told a person I love them but not actually really meant it at that time, which is shitty, but you know, such as such oh, as life God. and it it happens. But I think Maybe. that 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 could happen and
1: you know, I view it through a different lens, I think of like love and being in love. I suppose where being in love is you know that romantic dependency almost whereas mm-hmm. you know you can love someone the same way that you know you love your friends or that you love your pets or that you love I guess your car if you're a car guy um yeah. I'm not a car guy I just figure you know <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> nah. yeah there's there's, nah. there's...
1: There's different types of love for different
0: yeah. types of things,
1: so and love uh, doesn't have to be necessarily given a label, I suppose., True.
2: which uh, I'm I mean, of all the like new animes, I think I'm actually really excited to see where this one goes overall.
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I remember I think... we were talking just before we started recording. There's no confirmation for season two yet. Um, and I guess it has something to do with there not being enough like manga chapters out or whatever for it to be fully fleshed. Um, I feel like I feel it's, like it's it's it should be close. Yeah, it's uh, very well set up for a season two yeah. with like the way they cut off season one being almost immediately after a couple of big reveals, but we also got closure around those reveals. Um, well, I. I'm not ready for it to be over. Basically. Well I know uh I know
2: that the Biden Films is uh currently working on uh Tokyo Revengers season two. Mm. Um so probably sometime after that, if this uh you know, like sell well through like
1: merchandise will more than Right. Maybe a twenty twenty four anime. Yeah, twenty twenty three if we're lucky.
0: Mm, I don't know about 23, but I could definitely see 24. I guess it but, depends uh, when Tokyo Revengers is coming out. Yeah, because I think that there are enough manga chapters for there to be a second season. Or at least um, for them to start a season while more chapters come out. Yeah, but the thing is, is after the second season,
1: we we might have a, uh, a wait period. Mm, like a One Punch Man gap of like three years? Or... Maybe because modest and tolerable. Well, I
0: know that when the show came out, I read through all the chapters that were available. And then I was telling uh, Alex before we actually started recording that I've been going back and trying to remember where I left off manga so that I can log what chapter I left off on. Because a lot of the manga I read are ongoing. Yep. And I just read up to the certain point and then I don't want to keep up with it weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever the release is. And so I'll just kind of leave them and check back later.
1: That's what I'm doing with Spy uh, Family's manga right now, is now that we're getting into the anime season two, I've taken a break from getting too, too far ahead on the manga and I'm going to let it get a little bit of a backlog before I jump back into it. Yeah. For me
0: though, it's just, I'll let it get a backlog, but then forget where I was. Yeah. And so I've been trying to log the the chapters I leave off on. So uh, I did go back to Call of the Night, and I did read about where I was at, and then read through uh, the new stuff. And honestly, it was not a whole lot of chapters that had come out since, uh, since I had stopped. So I think this is one of the ones where it might be like a bi-weekly or maybe a once a month release schedule and if that's the case then it, it's going to take some time
1: mm, it's
0: okay. yeah I, I could see that but hey if they're taking their time with it and it's uh, quality I will gladly take it I will gladly wait
1: yeah I, yeah. I think that's exactly yeah. it it's things of quality are worth the wait as as much as we might not want to wait because of the quality, um, I don't know. We we kind of owe them that much.
2: Oh yeah. And you know, I don't say this often, but if you like this one? Do buy the manga because that that those uh, sales do do help perpetuate it if it's available.
0: Oh yeah. No, like uh I definitely plan on starting to buy the the manga for this one because this is literally such a vibe that I could see myself reading and rereading the series and enjoying it every time. Hmm. Um so it it's one of those I think they've only got what is it? They've got 10 published volumes in English. Uh and they've got 13 in total right now so it's not uh oh actually i take that back the 10th one comes out in december so there's nine out right now which is not terrible especially if you start getting them now with them being what like 10 bucks or less depending on where you buy them from It's, it's not bad to uh slowly invest in it Uh, I guess final question I've got for y'all is uh, what is your favorite nighttime activity?
2: Like of all time or like currently? I guess
0: currently What what is it you do when you find yourself not being able to sleep at night? What is it? Uh, What is it that you find yourself doing? Uh,
2: I normally find myself diving into YouTube rabbit holes on like religion or like just obscure topics, um, like historical things like that, or you know,
0: amen. Those those three AM YouTube rabbit holes—they take you to magical places. Yeah,
2: I've yeah, got a lot of, got a lot of lore knowledge now that I don't know that I would ever have, but I have it and it's
0: here.
1: <laughs> what about you, Matt? I've got a really weird one for you here. I actually specifically go out of my way to set alarms for not just nights with a full moon, but nights kind of around the time of a full moon. Uh, because that's really you know, the only illumination we get out here at night without turning on the porch lights. But I like to go out on the porch, and it's it's really weird being out in the middle of nowhere, but uh, you can see some pretty cool stuff. I've, uh, I've seen a few skunks, plenty of deer come through the yard. Um, I built a bat box, and I haven't gotten anything to move into it, but I know for a fact there are dozens of bats that live nearby. Okay. Okay. Um, so just kind Can of entice uh, them. probably, yeah. Lure them in with my cool vampire powers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to
2: say get a Nazana figure and put it like
1: <laughs> in the bat box. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of taking in the world around me as it is without human input. Um, it's It's nice. It's nice. I like that nature will find its way practically right up to your door if you're not you know making a mess of things like by being human by polluting things with light and noise
2: or just like being a rude human like i would yeah. literally i would make a deal with ube from madoka magica to have every city be perfectly, like, every human living place be perfectly integrated with nature, it's not even funny, like, how badly, like, I wish. Like, not even a aesthetic, just that lifestyle. Like, I just want, like, homes, like, built in the ground. Fucking, like, if we need electricity, we found a way to, like, make plants that, like, transfer the electricity through the roots for us. It's fucking... Mm. Get on it, science.
1: Get on it. I bet science we have the funding.
2: There's science
1: can do of, that. There's plenty of plant life that's like highly conductive. Not nearly and as conductive as metal, but... That's why we have it's to... not enjoy. the point.
2: Listen, GMOs aren't bad. GMOs are only bad if you intentionally like use them to harm people. Guess what? All our pets are genetically modified organisms, and y'all have to deal with that fact. Yeah, I, uh, I can tell.
1: One of my cats doesn't have a tail. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a few generations of GMO. It's just a short tail.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I guess, uh, I guess for myself, uh, it, it, it's kind of weird, but uh, I guess not too weird is uh, I enjoy nighttime cigarettes and um, there there's one thing that I've kind of thought about and I'm probably going to start doing moving forward. Uh, but I don't really smoke a whole lot of cigarettes, but I will smoke more consistently at night. And um, I'm very habitual about where I smoke. And so I want to start taking pictures of the spots that I stand when I smoke because I've got such clear images of them in my head. And uh, I kind of just want to have like solid evidence of it so I could think back to, okay, when I used to do this or when I used to live here or whatever, and they would be kind of snapshots because it's like, <laughs> I would just go out and there'd be times where it's like, I'm just not even going to get on my phone. I'm just going to go out and just smoke and take in the view and just kind of let my mind think about the things that I want to think about. And, uh, I, I, I always stand in the same couple of spots whenever I smoke. So it's like, I just want to capture the feeling that I get in those moments, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I have, uh, some very vivid memories of I mean with you guys even of like five or six of us huddled up outside the front door of the old house Uh, just everybody smoking cigarettes at like one o'clock in the morning yep Uh, that's that's definitely
0: one of the spots and uh, I've actually thought about pulling up through there like in the middle of the night just like <laughs> just smoke the a porch. cigarette outside their front door real quick <laughs> well n- not necessarily that <laughs> but just like run up to the porch where I would normally stand and just take a picture real fast looking out to the street Right. Uh, just, just to to more or less relive that moment same thing with like I kind of want to go to Austin and go back to the hotel I used to work at and stand on the corner that I would always stand on when I would smoke and like take a picture of that spot.
1: Uh, I bet there's probably like some real nostalgia there too. Just seeing how different it is from, you know, however many years back. Mm-hmm.
2: That's actually a really good idea. Because uh, I know
0: when we were watching, me, when well, me and my girlfriend were watching uh, Blue Period, uh she she asked me, you know, would you ever want to get into painting? And I was like, I mean, I would love to get into painting. And she goes, "What would you want to paint pictures of?" Mm. And I thought about it and I was like, I want to paint pictures of the places that I would smoke. And uh just because they were just such clear, vivid, scenic
2: places for me. I like that. I wonder if that's what Van Gogh did. No, he's cut off his ear, Alex. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: that's 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 a bit of a dramatization, <laughs> but yes. Um, I'm just saying, but no, I. That's you should. I like those are good ideas, and I'm tearing up because those are very cute, and I like them.
0: Oh shucks, you got to make me uwu.
1: ooh ooh <laughs> <laughs> You guys made me ink. <laughs> um speaking of ink, I think uh we antibodies Buddies should uh, officially assign some digits to this bad boy. Yep. Uh,
2: uh though I would oh I go was ahead. gonna say though I it was much higher well not much higher, like a point 1.5 points higher <laughs> before the incident that I have discussed my issues with involving one Hatsuka. I <laughs> have decided on a final score of seven point two five miles flown
1: during the night. Very respectable. I uh I've I've been pretty much stagnant through the whole thing as far as how I feel about it. Um I don't want to say stagnant. That sounds like bad connotation. I've been pretty static with how I feel about it this entire time. Um, um, call me shocked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be into vampires, but this this was good vampire. Vampires um, are good. So I'm going to give it a, a cool eight hours of sleep out of ten. But during the day, of course. Well, of course. Otherwise, you can't enjoy the night. Capitalized. And... <laughs> That's fair.
0: I guess uh, I guess I'm a little biased, but uh, I got to go with uh, you know, I got to go with uh, nine cool jazz tunes to play while you walk around out of uh, out of ten. Yeah, that'll get you eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys for uh, being a part of this honestly thank you audience for listening along and uh remember everybody please stay hydrated and uh what do we have coming up next
2: oh no as i was sitting here uh Typing in the show for next week, I was really hoping that he wouldn't ask me what the show for next week was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, the the show for next week that we'll be watching, and they'll understand my uh, poor impersonation. Uh, from is the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Uh, all twenty eight episodes. If if that's okay with y'all.
0: Yeah, of course. I can uh, like I can it. manage.
2: And again.
1: I promise I don't like slice of life. <laughs> you keep saying that. I'm I'm beginning to doubt it.
2: Now, couldn't <laughs> could be me? Couldn't be me chief, I promise.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, but Yeah. Well, that's that's that. You you guys stay hydrated. I love you. Good night. Good night.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Annie Buddies Podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. Also, if you'd like to connect with us, you can reach the podcast on Twitter at Annie underscore buddies, or you'll or you'll be able to find the link to the Discord. You'll also be able to find that in the episode description as well. If you'd like, you can reach Alex on Twitter at CreampuffCoon underscore one. And you'll be able to reach Matt on Twitter at Doobie You'll be able to reach Tristan via astral projection or through physical mail if you have his address. Until then, we'll be back in about two weeks. Stay safe, stay hydrated, and take care.